Yeah. Wow. Happy spring days. It's been a minute. It's been some time. It's been a lot of time. But we back. That will never be be gone. We'll this long again. <laughs> and now you never know, but you always get a ounce of Kevin and Jules, you know. The swag, the sauce, the bosses, the dons. Shout out to Roundtable, shout out to Table Talk Radio. The gang. A lot of gang shit. And this is just another rendition of Mobile Talk. Uh and another one. And a and a and a so I've been chilling. Penny days And I just messed up my flow anyway uh, But I'm still riding the wave of this cool shit This coolness and this cool shit And the cruel shit uh, And we living in them last days uh, And then we living in our past waves This time is changing And the waves is waving And the waves is lazing And blah 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 That's, hey. blah, that's bad <laughs> uh, That was pretty good right. It was nice Let's see what I can do I like this beat Yeah man I swear uh, Yo I stand up with my fists in the air With your bat bitch with your hands in my hair uh. Cause I steal it wherever I go Ride around with the whip with my cholo That's cholo. my Mexican nigga who's my shooter. shooter He killed the niggas, I don't gotta do the duda. Duda, duda My hands is clean when I make this money Money. You better back up nigga, you ain't funny You ain't funny. When nigga. I come to you, you'll be running Running. And I got these hoes fucking rubbing my tummy Yeah, tell me, tell me, cause tell I love tell it me. when I ride through New York Call me Kevin, marinara with the boo York Got my boo thing, my crew thing Round table number one, where we represent Hey. Shout out to Roundtable. Whole lot of gang shit. Long live the music. Long live the movement. You know, we out here. But yeah, man. Yo, it's been some crazy shit, guys. We, uh, you know, finished the residency. Shout out to March Madness. Uh, just to give you a few updates. Uh, we got Drink Up and Link Up coming up. And, uh, you know, we just out here working. Trying to put in those 10,000 hours. Very proud of you, King Jules. You oh, out thank here. Thank you, bro. You know, leading Appreciate the pack. It. It's very inspirational. Trying. You know, but you, I, got a, I got a great team behind me. And I got my best friend here. You know, we doing this together. <laughs> I'm out alone. So um, crazy shit has been happening out here. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of pop culture, we got Fabulous. Oh my god Yo Fab R.I.P. my god Fab yeah, now, But man Fab has been Brooklyn's biggest Disappointment in my Personal oh, opinion Cause shit. he should have been Way bigger than he Already is But you know what He got complacent In being a mixtape rapper And hey You know your career Died when you Punched her in the face so. Oh my god man I agree with you In terms of uh, He should be bigger But he always was The underdog which set his expectations low. But what, was he an underdog? Like, really think about it. Like, he Fab kind has, of remained as he re- even remained as an underdog because he only he played. Only he, he, I feel like he played low because, like, let's be honest. Like, yeah. Fab had like some radio hits. Like, make that me went better. Across. Yeah, you make me better. I think that he just got really comfortable and just do look. I, I'm gonna do the base level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not nah. gonna try to go too high, and I'm not gonna set my sights. On and too I, want, much. I wonder if that's his fault or is it the label's fault? Um, because he he has a label. I'm I'm True. pretty sure it's Def Jam and what his his people aren't telling him, yo, you got to drop the album because he has to have a contract. And he's like, I'm just not, I'm just gonna drop mixtapes because he hasn't dropped an album. No, he hasn't dropped like an album. Uh, last his last uh, uh, commercial project, Young OG, which was whack. But then before that was like three years ago. But then before that, it was like four or five years. Yeah, and he just drops mixtapes. Well, he just dropped Freddy versus Jason with Jay the Kiss, but that doesn't count, I guess, that's solo. I mean, but- we haven't. I feel like we haven't really got real fabulous project, but 
the, besides that point, you know, making wrong decisions as a man and uh Oh my god, man. You know what we just got a picture drops. When the picture drops of her front teeth, that's missing, it. yeah. It's, well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's done. It's crazy. It's just like I feel like we when you get in a, into a position of power and not even just power, just like in a position where you're under the microscope, you got to understand that every move you make is being observed. Um, and somebody said this to me recently, they made a joke and they said to me like, yo, like if you ever wanted to go like, off the radar and like disappear, you never can because somebody's always going to be able to find you, you know, like you're trying to build a brand, you're building a business. So somebody's always looking to see what you're doing. And it's like, imagine being in like a position like fabulous, like you are really under the microscope already because you're a quote-unquote celebrity you know yeah. what i mean and it's like wow you know and what if that was a basic level like i'm in a regular marriage i'm a regular run-of-the-mill guy and that happens to me and my wife then nobody's really gonna put it under you know what i mean like i'm gonna people go might my, not know yeah they might not know it's gonna go swiped in the rug but because of who he is it's gonna get put out on a you know the big scale and it's gonna he's gonna have to pay the price for it so Hey, you know, make better decisions, you know. It's unfortunate. I, for me, it's like, Fab is actually one of my favorite rappers. Well, kind of was. Now I'm conflicted. Like, Yo, I'm you still got Eminem, who's conflicted. Trash. Yeah, like I'm conflicted listening to Chris Brown, conflicted listening to R. Kelly. I love R. Kelly, but I can't listen to him anymore. Fabulous is now going to be like, so this is who I love, bro. Or but so, loved. Also, argue the question is like, are you conflicted because of the person and, and their music or their music? Because, like, I feel like. Every person in the music industry has done something in some way, yeah, shape, or form. Very true. You know what I mean? They've done something controversial where people have questioned like their loyalty to the person or listening to the music because of the decision that they made. And you know what it is? It's like it's not about that. They, se they separate. They separate. It's like like everybody knows that Michael Jackson was in some crazy shit. Shout out to my nigga Teddy Perkins on uh, Atlanta. <laughs> Teddy, my nigga Teddy. Um, but, but he was found innocent. He was found innocent, but still, like people still respected his music and they gave yeah. him shit about it. But like the minute that got yeah, he passed away, rest in peace. But like people started adoring him. You know, the thing, that's the thing with greatness, though. You ha he was so great that it th that's what surpassed it. It allowed him to people to forget about that like kobe you know yeah uh although still it, people call him a rapist but yo snoop snoop dog bro snoop dog <laughs> was on literally on trial for a murder my son just dropped the most fire gospel album of 2018 like two weeks ago okay there <laughs> is redemption all right snoop dog snoop dog he did yo it's called snoop dog presents a bible of love okay if you haven't listened to it please do yourself a favor and go bump it it is fire Snoop Dogg's um, out here don't I, I, I'm gonna preface this by saying don't go and expect to hear Snoop Dogg on every track um, think of it in a context of like DJ Khaled is like dropping an album where Snoop Dogg is like facilitating the album but he is on a couple of songs like I think about three or four songs and they're all great like great songs it's like, he's rapping or singing he's doing a combination of both you know like a rap sing not even like a rap sing like you know how like preaching does. like not even preaching he's just like he's being Snoop like that's Fucking the best way Snoop. I can put it. Um, Snoop had some good shit. His album before that, well, not back to basics, but before that, uh, Bush, which was a funk album, uh -huh. came out in 2016. Oh, no, 15. Mad Good. Yeah. Fire. Uh, produced fully by Pharrell. But it's like mad funky and it's just really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, you Snoop Dogg makes good music. But Always did. I, see, you, you look at that and you're like, I can so look versatile. Past. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg got God off. 
he got off, but still, you're still in some shit. But like, who's to say? Who's to say that Fab might get off? Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see. I don't know. We don't know. But you know, Chris Brown was convicted. Like he served. He time. was convicted. He, he admitted uh, to what he he did. He yeah. admitted that he was at fault. Um, but I feel like too, like people are not in a position where they are accept their faults of what they've done. Like, That's also true. And now I feel like when you're in this like celebrity world, like you're always trying to get wrapped up and trying to cover it up and trying to swipe it under the rug that you like don't find fault in it um and you're just like oh i didn't do it or i'm just not gonna address it and like let's look at like all the issues instead of just owning it own it up to it yeah exactly yeah because uh you have to if you live your truth nobody can use it against you exactly and um, just be honest with yourself like if someone comes up to you say oh you got a little dick you gotta be like yeah i'm gonna be all right yeah i got a little dick and they be like oh it's not a dick swinging contest, you know? Oh, for some people. Some people it is. It's a big dick swinging contest. It's crazy. Very unfortunate. It is. Well, and I mean, when you don't have anything to live for other than the size of your dick, metaphorically and physically, that shows a lot about who you are as a person. You know what's so amazing, bro, that I find about the panel that's going to happen for Lick Up and Drink Up? Yeah. Just, I love that, like, it's like predominantly women you know it's, it's, it's that are on it and that's something how like i would like like i envision like round table to you know one day become like a place where we can have like the most comfortable space innovative and safe for women to be at and they can like get experience and uh we can put women on so they can because it starts with us you know yeah, for women to step forward because unfortunately women have to work 10 times harder to get black women has to work are. 50 times harder and like it's and like i feel like the worst the worst category they say to be in is being a black woman and a lesbian or being black a woman and a lesbian because all the arts are against yeah you. exactly right <laughs> um no but with the panel um i kind of pieced together just some like some really cool people really cool creatives that i've been in contact with in the most recent years people who i've been watching under a microscope and like people who i've been inspired by and um i actually had you know some male some more males on the panel who unfortunately couldn't be with us right okay. um but this is just the first of many um and you know going forward I definitely think we'll have I, I want to keep that level of diversity and I said that that's kind of going to be in my you know, introduction to the event it's like I feel like I've always surrounded myself with a lot of women um not to say that there's anything wrong with guys because like guys yeah, yeah, boys, yeah. you know what I mean but like it's just like naturally I'm always surrounded by a lot of women you know what I mean like I'm my mom like I grew up with like all aunts I have one uncle you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's just like and my grand grandmother's like my mom's grandmother had like 14 brothers and sisters and I think all vast majority of them were all women Damn. so it's like I grew up in a family where there's a lot of women yeah, presence yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like my appreciation for women is like already like all time high. And just to see like all these women creators like really doing some really cool things is like, yo, we should give them a platform to say that. And um, shout out to Dale to being the only guy on the panel, but I'll be hosting. So to give some <laughs> diversity for any guy who feels like he's a little bit chauvinistic and feels uncomfortable about the fact that there's too many women on the panel. If you, you think- do, if you do feel like that, I feel like this is not the event for you because I'm just gonna like. I mean, it's not a fucking. It it's not a, a women's rally. Like, it's no, a, it's not. It's a way, to, a place to connect. And you're right. If someone were to feel that way, I'd be like, "Yo, what's wrong with you?" I feel, but you know, what's crazy. It's like there's a lot of guys who think that way and like they have that thought process. It's like they feel threatened by how powerful pussy power is in the word, in the sense that some people call it. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. 
You should never feel threatened by it. You should embrace it. You should embrace it. Full on, you know? Embrace it in every way possible. Exactly, man. You gotta just eat it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was for dinner. To go there. Um, but that's not what I meant. But yeah, no, it is it is amazing. And um, I, it, but it also is not just because they're women, why they're, they also are impressive beings yeah exactly creatives um um, like i'm uh, super inspired by um chanel like uh when i first met her she was doing like short video clips for um music videos and like promo videos for like college parties and like organizations and stuff like that mm -hmm. and to see her go from doing that to doing being a personal videographer for cardi b to going on working in hbo to working in this like really amazing post-production company and working with like girls trip and mother and then to see like her evolution now working with netflix is like yo i've watched your evolution from when you started and then like look at where you are now like you got a long way to go long way to go you know um wow that's amazing same thing with like simone and simone is doing some really cool things with social media and pr and like going from different um companies or working with different brands and like you know seeing her come into her own with the we met on twitter day party and like her brand strategy and even when she was you know working with us at the very earliest stages um you know seeing that and Seeing Carol with the side of style, you know, oh, seeing yeah. um, Jacqueline with the girls room and Sharon O with her design. So it's going to be a very, very interesting panel. I highly suggest that if you are free on Friday, um, the 13th, 13th. <laughs> um, come through to Star Bar um, 7.30 to 9.30. And like when I say 7.30 to 9.30, we are starting precisely at 7.30 and we're leaving out of there at 9.30. It's not well, going to be too the long. The event's going to end at 9.30. No, they, yeah, the event's going to end at 9.30. You if you don't got to leave, like we're all gonna be probably chilling and drinking um but yeah <laughs> no nah, i'm very excited i'm very excited to see what it is um see how the people come and how they like it because yeah. i really just want people to enjoy it um, and i think it's good because we're trying to diversify ourselves i wish you could sell merch yo i i, I feel like my preparation for this has been kind of low i feel like going forward um i want to see this is going to be a test strategy it's going to be definitely like, definitely can we do this? Can we successfully, like like we did with the Star Bar residency, can we go and try something totally different than we're used to? Creative networking events. We're a record label. What does a record label know about holding a creative <laughs> networking event? That's something for marketing companies to do. That's for media companies to do. So we're doing something different off rip. So it's like, can we do that? Can we bring those people in? Do our, Can we build a following around that? And mm-hmm. is it something that like bringing it back to like the essence of the brand was like unifying different people from different backgrounds and also just education and like educating people as artists and even more now educating people people as creatives whether you're an artist and or a videographer or a radio host or a producer or a fashion designer like we all need to be educated i feel like once we get to college and we graduate we think that we don't need to educate ourselves anymore Definitely. but it's like you need to continue to learn and develop and that this every, the industry is always changing um stories always changing you know the background of everything is always changing so you need to evolve with that so it's like giving this people people the outlet is like a perfect opportunity for us to kind of see like can we take this further can we grow you know what what doors can open for from us doing this and trying to do something totally different so i'm definitely excited to see how it goes definitely like what you said about uh you know the thirst for knowledge is definitely something that everyone needs to have one thing 
I'm a strong proponent of that because it's the only thing that can be taken away from you. No, yeah, of you course. Know, your freedom can be taken away from you. Your clothes, your house, your, your girl, money. everything. But what's in your brain cannot, never. Unless I guess you get hypnotized. Or you get waterboarded. And you give up the secrets? And you give up the secrets. I had a friend who was in the Marines and he went to torture school and he passed. Got a certificate and everything. Wow. They were like, give me the codes. And they like, he's like, no. And they broke his finger. That was the worst thing they did to him. They broke his finger. I was like, fuck. Damn. They did it. You know what? I have to say much respect to um, <laughs> all the brothers and sisters. In the armed forces? In the armed forces. Like, you guys are doing it. I Not to say that I'm not... I wouldn't do it, but it's just like it's not meant for me. I'm not. I'm not built for for that life. I mean, they break you. They break you to build you up. Yeah, but some people don't get through. I knew a person when I used to work at a church, the organ player. He decided to join the Marines, but he went through boot camp, came back with his uniform and everything. But I guess it wasn't all cut out that he wanted to be, and he like played the uh, mental card, and he got out. Like he was like for four years, he was like contracted, but. He got out. He got out. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. It's not for everybody. But you realize in certain life experiences, it's like sometimes you got to try something to really see whether you'll or not get jacked. You, like it. you will. You'll get sexy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah. What do you I, mean? I mean, I know some, somebody, I'm not, this has nothing to do with like the sexy part because <laughs> that's weird. Um, but I do know this dude um, that I went to church with. He has, he was like, Six five, but he was like kind of heavy set too, mm. and they didn't allow him to join the army because like damn, he couldn't beat the physical tests yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like you know everything happens for a reason. Everybody's not meant to do everything. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and just be, it's just because the opportunities in front of you doesn't mean you necessarily need to take it. You know you got to find your own lane and see where you're being directed. Yeah, I mean I'm not trying to join the army. No, no, it's not. You see how America treats their veterans? Did you see how America like- treats anybody? Fuck <laughs> 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 how they treat their veterans. You know, see how I they ha- treat I hate, black I hate, people. I hate when like you know white people be like blue lives matter, blah blah. Like you know they put their life on the line, blah blah blah. And then I'm just like, yo, you. Know, I don't know why you act like you can't. Look how they treat veterans. These people are homeless. Like they gotta. They just come back work as a security guard. I guess it's a good paying job, but still, like, yeah. it's fucked up. Like, and if uh, I but feel it, like if you fought for our country, you should have health care for the rest of your life. Oh or, no, without or you doubt. should have a home. If you can't have a home, you should have a home for the rest of your life. But like, I feel like if you fought for our country, then you know how there's, there's some people who go and they do their tours and like they serve there four years or whatever, and then they come home and then they assimilate into regular jobs. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like some veterans have a hard time assimilating into Definitely. regular jobs. Hundred um, percent. And with that being said, you know, like I when I was doing my training for my job, like I met a guy who served in the Marines. He was trying to get into NYPD. Um, but they were giving him a hassle, you know, with his time served in the Marines and trying to get into NYPD. And then he's been waiting for like four years to actually get called by the, by the NYPD. So with that, it's like sometimes it's just like there's no respect out here for these people, you know, like. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's, it's messed up. But you should I feel like you should definitely come home. Like if they're going to pay you for those four years, they should definitely at least like help you like do some like type of unemployment for veterans like something yeah some uh, some type of like financial support until you get yourself like an established job where you assimilate yourself back into like regular life but yeah it's it's messed up bro i don't know how we got here but i mean it's a good place i like we touched on a good topic um it, it is just you know it's just mind-boggling and um america is fucked up 
And Beyond so you were just up. fucking watching Grownish. Yeah, at, facts. And they're like having trying to have safe spaces. But you know, when I went to college, like the black people on my campus didn't feel comfortable. You know, fortunately, I wasn't one of the people who like was kind of like that. But uh, a lot of people, the people of color, felt uncomfortable in the predominantly white campus that I went to. Yeah. They needed their safe spaces. You know, uh, like my fraternity, uh, we had a house on campus. And we actually lost it uh, to Sankofa. They ended up getting our house. Uh-huh. And at first it was um, like we were upset. My frat was upset because we lost our house for a year. And we're like, fuck, man, like what are we going to do now? But in actuality, it did help the campus in terms of having like a, a house space, yeah. for like the people of color. And it was like a group. And they, you know, and they really built up. And, you know, and now we have a house, another house, a good house. And it's just looking back, it really was for the betterment of the campus. Yeah. And um. But you know, like they said in the in the show, like people get so sensitive oh about dear. certain things, and and just like it gets oh, to the point dear. where like it's because people think they know everything. They think they know everything, and people speak with such conviction. Or like they they feel like they like. They all, like all right, yeah, yeah, you put them away. Like, I think they know everything. Like they, they know the experience. Such, like, such conviction. Like, and I, I, people are so afraid to say I don't know. Like, I, it's just so a, they'll make up and go along with whatever they feel like sounds smart or remotely like and correct. Then you, yeah, and then you like sound dumb or like you're trying to prove it to someone. Like, try to like, you know, have a personality. Be act like how you truly feel, not what like social media is supposed to tell you to how to feel. Or um, even the government or Donald Trump or, like, anybody who's trying to pursue Yeah, like, have some personality. People yeah. don't have personality, unfortunately. But, you know... But I guess it's just, you know, what happens, man? We're all just sheep in this world and being herded by... By just whoever <laughs> and whatever. But also, I feel like I blame people because you're, you're only going to be a product of what you expose yourself to and, like... War, what you've been exposed to. So people who are closed-minded and they want to speak on every topic, every specific topic, and say whatever they feel like it, it's kind of messed up to think about it. But it's like you really didn't want to change your your, your thought process and how you thought about certain things or how you view certain things. You just wanted to like have that one set mindset about how things are supposed to go, and like nobody could tell you wrong. Like and even in the episode of Grownish that we were looking at, it's like. They were both very gun ho about their opinions, you know what I mean? But, like, what did she do? She s- drove her conservative agenda and her feelings about that to the point where, like, everything around them had to change because of her one opinion. Yeah. And it's like, do you really think about it? There's a lot of people in this world, a lot of people in this country, in this city, in this borough, and on this block who have similar thought processes to that. And it's like, you can't tell them nothing. You know, they're afraid of change. Even our president, like, you can't tell him anything. Like, his thought process has been set since he was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a product of what he's been exposed to by his parents, his peers, the people who he went to school with. You know, it's like, this is not just like, I woke up and I decided I want to be a right wing conservative. This is something that you decided as an adult like i wanted to say this and this is how i feel it's like that's fucked up man yeah yeah i and when you really think about it it's just like there's no way for us to change these people's minds unless we show them but even with showing them it's like nothing is gonna happen change over time it's like you can tell a right-wing conservative you know like people have a choice you know um 
don't judge somebody by the color of their skin or the, the all the many issues that come across <laughs> you know what i mean it's like but they don't give a fuck about that shit like at all yeah i don't know man just i just blame the schools man no i blame america <laughs> it could be. we're winning a war against al sharpton Yo, shout out to my nigga Clayton Bigsby. Fucking um, Dave Chappelle. Atla- the Atlanta episode is the funniest shit ever. Yo, that Atlanta episode, I don't know. Uh, Charlemagne tweeted, I thought Atlanta was a comedy. It was a comedy. It is a comedy. Did you not hear when he said, I want to build a great wall for great fathers? <laughs> a hall for great fathers? Joe Jackson, Marvin Gaye's dad? Serena Williams, Venus Williams is dead. I was crying, laughing. Like, I was in that shit. I was like, are you dead ass? I know I didn't know at first that that was uh, Gambino. I didn't know that was. Oh, yeah. You know what happened? I actually read that it was like him before I watched the episode. So I already anticipated it. And the episode was with no commercials. No commercials. Yeah. Yeah. It was 41 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. It was a great episode, though. Atlanta's fucking Did popping. you catch the Get Out references? Uh, yeah, I did. But which part specifically? When he took the picture. Yes, 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 yes. He's, and he's like, I'm not a fan of pictures. And then... And then... And then he does this with his hands. But then, did you realize, like, Teddy's reaction? Because he looks at the picture to, like, see if the reflection would have come out. Like, to see, like, if he would change or whatever. Like, you can see... Him changing his eyes or whatever, and then Gambino goes, he's like, mm, like nothing changed. Like, oh, okay, like I expected something different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because he covered himself. Yeah. That I did. How did he do that so quick? Um, shit is that. Like I would, I would have just taken the piano and left at first. Yo, he has so many opportunities to leave, bro. So many. But I feel like he was just like, you know, when you. He, the, what did he say? He had a two regret rule. Oh, and uh, this, he didn't want to cash it in. Yeah, he didn't want to cash it in <laughs> one of his regrets or he's going to get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like he didn't want to lead the piano, but I feel like he was so intrigued by what, what was happening with the guy. Yo, and then the fucking goes to the basement. That nigga's mad. That nigga was creepier with the. With the mask? Yeah. He was just there. Like, he came out of nowhere. And you know what the point that I would have left was? when the car was blocking the driveway like yeah. blocking the because like he could have still drove out forward yeah. but it was just blocking so he could have put the piano put, put, put on the, the car piano. how'd the car get there he teddy drove it when when he was in the basement probably or when he was like no it was before around. that damn fuck that shit well was... we don't know because like teddy also went to the attic and he also went and set up the movie yeah that shit was weird that was weird that should hold we'll see what happens next episode because everything's I feel like last season it was like more straightforward in terms of the continuity mm-hmm. and now it's just like goes left and right like he's he already went gold though like he's popping uh, especially in Atlanta but uh, they're not really showing the popping aspect you know, you but know they like you they like got money now right cause when he told well, they, didn't have Ga- that, they don't have that much like- cause Gambino's like oh when she's like oh you're always busy doing your thing he's like oh you're the the thing I'm doing is was paying for your bills really, yeah. I feel like they're doing stuff but they're not like 
like you said, the continuity. Like, I feel like at the end of season one, we were kind of seeing left off trying to figure out what was going on with their music career, his music career. And, like, he was homeless. He was homeless and stuff like that. I feel like... Are you still homeless? No, yeah, he is still homeless. He is still homeless. Yeah, right? he is still homeless. Or they, I mean, maybe he's not. He's living at, but he's living at um, Paperboy's crib. Is he? Yeah, he's living at his okay, crib. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the way that this season is set up, Paperboy, Paperboy. I don't think that there's about that Paperboy supposed to be like a flow to flow, like it was last season. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to connect, and the storylines is supposed to connect. But I feel like they're trying to do some like really out there, like. Kind of like I, I know before uh, Donald Glover said that he um, that that season was inspired by Looney Tunes. I don't know what uh, Looney Tunes is in that, but apparently it's inspired by Lo- Looney Tunes. Well, like you know how like Looney Tunes is like the same characters, but the storyline changes episode yeah. to episode. So it's like one episode it could be just Elma Fudd and Bugs, and they're going back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. One episode they could be best friends, and it's like a totally different storyline thing. So it's like I feel like they have the continuity of like the characters from last season and like the issues that they were facing but also kind of like putting them in really like weird predicaments like like look at the episode with the barbershop or van <laughs> episode or the very first episode with the um the nigga who um ran the, who stole the sneakers from the store this yo a- first of all fucking this nigga is so stupid bro gambino he like gets the money from the dogs that got breeded and he loses it like right away, yeah. Trying, like, why would you put the full four thousand to double it? Why don't you put like a thousand? Like, it, I, it's so stupid. God, got me. That got me tight. That got me so tight. You gotta be financial responsibility. Okay, you gotta be smarter with your money. All right. If you get four thousand dollars <laughs> in cash, all right. This is a this is a learning moment for you all, you motherfuckers who are about to get your fucking insurance check checks all right if you get a four thousand dollar return in your insurance check save some of that damn motherfucking money okay don't go and blow your whole four thousand dollar check take about a thousand dollars invest that a thousand dollars then take the other another thousand dollars and put that in the bank (laughs) and save it all right and then once you save now you got two thousand dollars now if you want to go and spend half of that the two thousand dollars at magic city or king of diamonds or aces all right and make it rain on them hoes go ahead by all means necessary do what you gotta do all right but make sure you save some of your money and with that uh thank you guys (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening there's another episode of mt mogul talk brought to you by samsung radio Sorry, I wasn't that crazy, but just remember to come up to Drink Up and Link Up. We're going to be right there. Yes, this um, Friday, February, we, uh, Friday the 13th. Anniversary show coming in the summer. Yo, yo, save the date. It's August 4th. Um, Save it now. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends to tell a hoe. And that's Mogul Talk. Yerp. Yerp. Peace. Kiara's roommate.